Hello, and welcome to the BISA Portfolio Podcast. I'm Jason Myers with BISA, and it's my pleasure to welcome Frank Consolo, who's head of sales for City Personal Wealth Management and president of BISA, as well as Jeff Hartney, who's executive director of BISA. Gentlemen, welcome to you both. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Jason. Great to be here. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. So obviously, it's been a difficult and challenging year plus at this point, given the economy and the ongoing pandemic and the impact that that's had not only on the financial services industry, but also BISA. And all of that has meant some difficult decisions. So can you talk a little bit about what some of the most difficult decisions BISA and its leadership team has made over the past year? And also where you see the biggest opportunities as things begin to change? I'll start, Frank, and chime in. So it was interesting, the 2021 uh, annual convention normally was scheduled for, would have been scheduled for the first week of March in 2021. And about a year ago, you know, with the onset of the pandemic, the board made the decision to reschedule it, really with the idea of having a live in-person convention. So we moved the dates from early March till mid-July. As we entered 2021, over the you know the months, and certainly we're very hopeful with the vaccines becoming available that we could have this event as a live and in-person event. As I said, and you know we talked about doing a virtual convention or you know a hybrid of some sort. Our association is such a strong networking organization. That's what they value so much: being at the convention, being able to have a drink or a cup of coffee with a colleague or the, any number of contacts. And it's a tight-knit group. And they really, really were very hopeful about getting back uh, together. But, you know, as the, as the months were on, communication with our, you know, the board of directors, of course, Frank and I were, as well as our steering committee, which are our, our top service provider members. They're called our platinum leadership members. They're a committee unto themselves. And their voice is very, very important. So we've had a lot of dialogue over the past weeks And we did feel that we needed to make the decision. And a number of factors played into that. Certainly the ongoing pandemic, despite the progress with the the vaccine, just the general health and safety concerns that we still feel would be in place in in July. You know, and it was very clear as well as many of the, the organizations that are members of BISA, they were also taking a very cautious approach and had, you know, travel bans that are going to be in place through the, the end of the summer. So when we looked at that in its totality, it was very clear that we really didn't have a choice. It was something that we felt like we wanted to do. Everybody wanted to have that opportunity, but ultimately we just felt that we really couldn't have the convention that we needed and wanted to have. Great. Frank, can you talk a little bit about some of the other opportunities that BISA is offering as things progress? Look, I'll just want to say too, and reiterate what Jeff just said, you know, it was very unfortunate and we were all looking forward to it, and, and we, this decision didn't come lightly, but we felt as though we really had no choice, you know, given the, the circumstances. But, you know, the good thing is, I think our board, which is a very active board, you know, represent small, medium-sized banks, large banks, credit unions, you know, and the like. And we had a lot of conversation discussion about, you know, what we could do going forward. And we've got the fair leadership opportunity through West Point, which Jeff has been, you know, leading over the last several months and year, and we, we had some people go through it. And, the feedback's been tremendous. So the opportunity to take people who are in leadership positions today or leadership and training, um, the opportunity to put folks through something like that and have their bank or financial institution sponsor them to attend will really be, I think, a great opportunity. 
in addition, we've got, you know, peer-to-peer group discussions we're putting in place. I think one of the things that we showed through the pandemic was our ability to actually bring a lot of people together, whether they were sales management, product people, support folks, and really provide some value in terms of having third-party speakers. We had working groups where calling in and listening to folks like Don Connolly. We had uh, Victory Road um, sponsored some events for us. And we had an ongoing dialogue really with our members around how they could interact with clients, how they could you know, uh, make changes to their program, things that they could do from a sales management perspective. When we first started this early on after we came back from the convention, and we thought, you remember, it was just flatten the curve. And we thought, oh, we'll be out 30 days and 30 days turned into you know, over a year. I think we all adapted incredibly well and really tried to put our heads together on what we could do to help our members get through this. I'll go back to what Jeff started with, right? It was the networking became even better, but it was just in a different format, right? It was through Zoom and phone calls and conference calls. But I think that social network still exists today. And if anything, I think it became a lot stronger over the last year as we really put together a platform of ideas and opportunities for people to get together. And given that we were all homebound, it was really, it was much easier to get a hold of people and have them participate than it was, you know, trying to corral a bunch of people to attend at a certain date. So fortunately, we're looking forward to the, our legal regulatory compliance that we'll have in the fall. And then the convention, obviously, next, next year will be in February 27th. I'm sure we'll be getting our folks together. It'll probably be a record attendance, I hope. Yeah, as you mentioned, the Thayer Leadership Group, or the Thayer Leadership Program, I should say, at West Point will be a virtual event. But Jeff, do you want to expound a little bit on some of the live events that will be offered to BISA members in addition to the Thayer Leadership? Yeah, so, you know, I, I think it's important to stress that you know, while we've made the decision regarding the convention, we are really looking forward right now in providing value for our members in a variety of ways. And we are going to have live events. As, as Frank mentioned, we will have a live CEO retreat. It's an invite only for the top executives in, in, the, in the industry to come together for a leadership development program that will take place at West Point Military Academy. That takes place September 13th through the 16th. We also wanna highlight the Regulatory Compliance Summit and Frank, I'm sure you'll agree, given the, you know, the, the new administration, so many things are happening on the Hill that our ability to have a really uh, have a live event in Washington, D.C., November 9th and 10th will be a great opportunity for us to really talk about everything that's going on in Washington and how it affects everyone um, in our industry. So those, those are the live events for this year. But we will also continue to build out virtual content. And we also recognize that, you know, there is, there is Zoom fatigue. We all understand that. But we did a really great program with MMI, the Money Management Institute, at the end of March. We had a great keynote speaker and a panel discussion, which Frank was a part of, talking about some really key uh, industry issues. And that was very well received. And I hope to do more with them down the road. Going back to Thayer, we did an online virtual leadership development course that we offered in January to roughly 30 folks in the industry. And I will tell you, the feedback we got on that was outstanding. So much so that we will probably offer um, an online version of that, continue to do that uh, probably in the fall of this year, uh, like in October timeframe. And I think we can, we'll continue to do it into 22 as well. I think there's a real need for that kind of thing. And you know, they really connect the dots for us in, in many, many ways and a great group to, uh, to work with. So very excited about the CEO retreat, which is the live event, and then also the ongoing virtual online uh, leadership development for really you know, kind of number two people, number three people in the organization, rising stars within the organization that, that give them access to a great leadership development program. 
I also would like to just briefly highlight, you know, we had so many great proposals for our convention and we're not really planning to do any kind of a virtual convention, but we do think there's opportunities to leverage some of those proposals to put on, whether it's, you know, uh, webinars or podcast. I think it's a lot of really great content that we'll be, be looking forward to for the, for the remainder of the year. I just mentioned too, you know, the, that the convention I just mentioned in February, right, February 27th, will be at a new location. So I think there's going to be a buzz and a really excitement around, you know, going to the, uh, going down to South Beach in Miami. We, I think we've been at the other location for many years. So I think yeah. that'll, that'll lend itself to, to a little bit of a, of a buzz that'll come around for the convention. And I think people will be really excited and, and it's a, it's a first class place. So we're excited about that. Just remember the fountain blue in 22. <laughs> Oh, there you go. I like that. <laughs> we might have to get hats made with that. Blue. <laughs> yes, they will. We probably should trademark that. Obviously, lots to look forward to. Um, can we talk to about just the, the future of the organization and, and some of the things that you're looking forward to over the next five to 10 years as the industry evolves and really as BISA evolves? Jeff, can we start with you? Sure, sure. Uh, it was it was interesting. Right before the pandemic hit, we of course had our convention in, in 2020, but we also every other year we do a strategic planning retreat with the entire board. And uh, that's the opportunity for us to kind of look for the next two to five years. We'll do it again this coming January and really kind of make sure we understand really what how we can best serve our members in an ever evolving industry. And it's many changes have taken place and will continue to do so. So it's an opportunity for the board to really reflect on that. And we actually updated both our mission and vision um, statements. And ultimately we're here to really inspire and support our members in the industry that they're, they're, they're in. And we do it in a number of ways. And as we consider ourselves the voice of the industry. So whether it's thought leadership, regulatory compliance, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Those are areas that we're really focused on as we are with membership growth. And uh, ultimately, of course, putting on really great events. And that collectively, I think, is something that's really important for our our membership. One area, two areas I'll I'll highlight briefly is on, on content. We, as Frank said, you know, when the pandemic hit, I think we responded and provided value to our members in ways that we had never before. And that's not going to stop just once the the pandemic ends. We're going to continue to develop those in a variety of ways. We'd also like to to highlight a research project that we're doing with with a world-leading research organization called ITE. Uh, Many of you may be familiar with it. Worked very closely with our research committee. And, And the title of the study is called Expanding Advisor Growth Beyond the Branches. And it's going to explore you know, how bank-affiliated broker-dealers can grow in a world less dependent on brick-and-mortar branches. And that's a key thing that all of our members are focused on, and and the pandemic only really accelerated that. So that project has kicked off. We plan to have the results of that in, in, in the summer, and I think that will offer some really great content and interest by all of our members as we roll that out in a variety of ways. I'll, I'll throw in too that you know, Jeff mentioned at the beginning that there was, you know, we have a new administration, but, you know, compliance and regulatory is always, it's a major part of this industry, right? I mean, we're in a highly regulated industry. As the um, technology has changed, it kind of has gotten ahead of right where the regulators are. So the, one of the things that happened during the pandemic is, is the whole digitization of almost everything, right? I was mentioning earlier, we have a, you know, the average age in the industry is in the 50s. 
Um, and trying to get those folks to change is very difficult. But the pandemic really forced advisors and support people and home office people to, to learn to adapt quickly and how to utilize tools that they hadn't used in the past to where now, now it's even becoming like, wow, I didn't know it was this easy. I, you know, I, I'm going to continue doing this. Even things like putting in using Salesforce to track, you know, conversations with clients. But what's going to happen now, I think, is that technology is going to continue to advance quickly and people are going to have to keep up with it. And the regulators are, are struggling to keep up with it. But one of the things BISA can provide is that sounding board of gathering information from multiple channels, right? Whether it's a small credit union or a large bank, and then taking the information, making it available to our members, you know, in a reg BI environment, and we're still seeing how that's going to impact overall business and how we act to act differently. While some organizations have adapted quickly, other many, the majority still haven't figured out how to incorporate it into their, you know, into their daily routines. So that's going to be really important as we move forward. And obviously we're a networking organization and that's probably first and foremost, but part of the networking right now is going to be, Hey, what are you doing about reg BI and how can I adapt to it? And what's going on with DOL? And I hear, you know, there's a lot of rumors about things happening. There's going to be a lot of changes in the next you know, few months. So I think it's going to be critical to our members that we make available information to them so they can make insightful decisions when it comes to their program. But more importantly, it's, it's going to be the dialogue and, and uh, interaction of our members and the board and Jeff's team really in delivering to them in just information so they can make a decision. And I think that's where we can differentiate ourselves and be you know, best in class, because in the past, what we've been able to do is provide the information that's timely and relevant to their um, individual program. Speaking of change, I know that one of the, that BISA has a, a focus on developing and nurturing emerging talent and emerging professionals in the industry. Can you talk, Frank, a little bit about how BISA is positioned, like where, where the talent is coming from and what BISA is doing to, to sort of support that development? Sure. You know, this really hits home for me because I got involved with BISA. Actually, it was, I think another, it was called something else at the time in like 2003. I was with Wachovia at the time. And my boss who was on the board said, hey, I, I can't make it to a meeting. I want you to go in my place. And I went to a little round table and then I became highly involved over the next many years. I went to every monthly round. We used to have round tables monthly. We were incorporated with, there was two or three meetings a year, you know, offsite myself and many other people who now are on our executive board. And we kind of grew up in the industry together, you know, and became leaders of many of the organizations today, whether it was fifth third or, you know, Jim Nonengard, who was the past president down. Um, there was, there's so many, right. Mike Mortensen, who was at PNC, he was the president of PNC. And I remember going to roundtables when we were all like sales managers and then they became regional managers and then, you know, and, and kept, you know, taking on more and more responsibility. So today, when I look at it, I see the same youth coming in. I, I think fortunately for us, it's, it's a more diverse group. Not, it's not diverse enough, but it's definitely more diverse than it was, you know, 20 years ago. And as we continue to, you know, have efforts to, to reach out and be, have much more around our DNI efforts, I see a lot of people that are just, you know, fantastic. They make us all look terrible. I mean, they're 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 sharp, they're intelligent, they're just very enthusiastic about the business, right? They share a passion for doing the right thing. They're very client focused. You know, they have camaraderie and the ability to collaborate across um, you know many different businesses. So I love what I see, and I think Jeff would agree, right? We're when we look across and and and, and we've uh, started our Rising Star program a few years ago, and you and they come to our meetings and events. One, they're really excited. They're very enthusiastic about being you know involved. And I see a group of young people and young in the business and just young in age too, that are, you know, really want to be involved and make a difference. And 
that's where it all starts. And then I'm sure over the next few years, right, there'll be someone that'll be involved in our board. Then, then a few years later, it'll be in the executive board. And I think they can have a really meaningful impact on the, not just our organization, but the industry, you know, the future leaders. It looks, looks way better than it did when I was starting coming up. <laughs> so for people who may be listening to this and may not be, have traditionally been as involved and may want to learn more about being more involved with BISA, what do you suggest? How, how do you suggest they reach out? We're, you know, the lifeblood of an association like BISA is really bringing in fresh ideas, new people to really, you know, help us evolve as an organization so that we continue to be relevant and, and really meeting the needs of our industry. You know, I have a very, and Frank the same way, we're, we're a very open door policy about people approaching us and they do with ideas, questions, and how we can best serve them. I would ask that you just reach out to, to me or, or someone on my staff and or you go to our website. You can, you can find all that information. But ultimately, I think there's lots of opportunities that we have today, but opportunities that I think we're going to continue to really look at to get more folks in, directly involved and engaged with BISA. We are very you know, committee uh, focused. There's lots of committees. Uh, you know, Frank mentioned a couple of them. Our diversity and inclusion committee is very active and represents a broad array of folks from the industry. Regulatory compliance, we have really established a, a cohort of people, dozens of compliance officers that meet on a monthly basis to really share ideas and, and to talk about concerns and things they're seeing. And, you know, how are you adapting to the you know, new Reg BI uh, policies and they really drive a lot of what we do. So that's a very easy one if you're in a, more in the compliance end of things or care about it, or even if you're not a compliance officer, just really want to be more involved and learn more about it. There's lots of opportunities there. I, I would really like to stress that the rising stars that we've established has really been so important and really vitalizing for BISA. And I really want to establish more opportunities for those folks to get involved. And I'm always looking for ideas to do that. And whether it's, you know, committee, getting involved with our content, getting involved with the research, just membership growth. I think there's all kinds of opportunities to do that. Look, I agree. If, if, if someone's interested, they can reach out to any of, the, any of the board, but they might not know that. But if they, if they wanted to, any of the banks that are members, right, have a representative or multiple people in their organization that are involved with us. If they go to them, reach out, to, as Jeff said, right, any of us. Believe me, we'll, we'll have, we have a lot that we can put them on <laughs> in one of those committees or, you know, calls that we have on a regular basis. And we love it when people want to be involved, um, we put them to work. Well, obviously lots has changed, as we've said, um, over the last year or so. Just to wrap up, in addition to hopefully fewer Zoom meetings for each of you, what are some of the things that have changed the most for you? And what are you most looking forward to as things get, what we can only hope is close to back to normal? Frank, you want to take that first? Well, look, I, you know, we all say the Zoom fatigue, but man, I, you know, I'm not a hugger, but I'm going to be. I can't wait to see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been a little tough, you know, just and I'm fortunate. I'm in Florida and life has been pretty normal the last nine months, you know. However, I, as a business, though, I mean, there's, this business attracts a lot of A type personalities and and we don't function all that great in, in like just on the phone and Zoom, even though it's it, that's part the major part of our job. And so it'll it will be great just to get back together with people. I will say there's one thing that came out of this that I think has been I see it all the time, and I think it's 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 made many of us just much better and much more humane. 
And that is we've gotten a much le- higher level of tolerance and, 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 and lack or, and more patience. And I brought it up on a call earlier, right? Like it's, it's not uncommon to see kids in the background, dogs barking, you know, you don't see people at their best. Maybe they got up late or they went to the gym and they're on, you know, zoom and, and, but we've all, we accept it. And not only do we accept it, we don't even, nobody even thinks twice. If you go back over a year ago, there is no, if dogs barked on a conference call, you could tell the level of, of, of like irritation went up immediately. Like, Oh, who's got the dog get off the call. What are you doing? You're supposed to be working. Now we all laugh about it and we look at it and we, and you know what? People become much more interested in, Oh, I didn't know you like pets or, Oh, I didn't know you had kids. And you know what? I like that. I think that's a really good thing for everybody to, to, to kind of pull back, not be as, you know, as intolerant and really accept people that the fact that, Hey, guess what? I work a lot, but I've got kids or I've got a family or I've got animals, you know, and Hey, I can't help it that the, you know, the siren's going off in the background because I suffer from some sensory issues and it's really tough for me and I've gotten much better at it. And I, as I talk to other people I work with, they say the same thing. So I think we all like really take each other a little bit more less for granted, you know, and and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Jeff, how about you? Yeah. You know, for me and, and, and some of the things that Frank just said, I think when he, when the world turns upside down like this, we're forced to adapt. And like, like Frank, I've been very fortunate. My wife and I, we purchased a house. I'm here in uh, Northwest Indiana, about an hour outside of Chicago. And it's been a great place in terms of hunkering down, been able to really kind of, you know, there's a lot of space out here. So I can, I can get up in the morning and take my dog for, you know, a two mile walk. He's probably sick of that, but, but it's just the way you get up and, and doing that sort of thing. So your life changes. So you're not commuting, which I don't really miss. Right. You can just get up and, and uh, but ultimately it's, it's all of us are more appreciative of the things that we have and thankful for the things we have. You don't take things for granted as much and as you did in the past and you see things through a very different lens. It's going to be very interesting when we do go back to more of the regular, normal kind of, of, of work and lives that we have to see how we had all adapt to that. You know, I think the other thing that I, I really miss quite a bit is that personal contact, right? A large chunk of my staff is in Washington, D.C. I have not seen them in person since the 2020 convention. That's over a year. I've seen them on, on this screen. And, um, you know, I do plan to go back to D.C. I'm fully vaccinated now. So really excited to uh, get back there and, and to see some, some people, both professionally and personally, that I haven't seen for a long time. I, my mother, who's 92, got through this and she's fully vaccinated. And I was able to travel down to Florida to see her. And celebrate her 92nd birthday. I mean, that just meant so much. And again, looking at things, how important that is, and just kind of getting back to those sorts of things. So sort of the person-to-person interaction we all crave and, and really looking forward to getting back to that. Well, that's great. Well, obviously, lots to look forward to. So thank you both very much for joining here today to share that. And we look forward to the, what the next year beyond has in store for BISA. So thanks very much to both of you. We're very excited. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Frank. Yeah, see you, Jeff. Thank you.